in the game. I can hit the shot from half court. MVP of all sports. Coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth on the field. Pad up. Competition, know the deal. Coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show with Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and I'm in the building with your boy, Coach Staley. Coach Kurtz is out, and he had a, a, a lovely new, brand new addition to his family, so he's going to be out for a little bit, but we're back off a hiatus. This is the first episode back in about three weeks. Happy to be back. I'm not going to say whose fault it is. <clears throat> um, Josh. Uh, but welcome back, y'all, to the Stalian English Show, brought to you by Defy Life. Josh, how was your well, week or vacation or time off? Man, um, it's been been blessed. Had a lot going on. You know, one of our guests on the show, you know, we've been actually on the road together. Our sons play travel ball together. And it's just been beautiful watching them grow and develop and have the opportunity to compete at a high level. Um, the family is good. Baby Leo had his first birthday on May 5th, That's which, gets me in, which gets me into um, talking about our other co-host, Coach Kurtz, had his baby Mia Kurtz on the exact same day. Well, he didn't have the baby. His lovely wife, Whitney, had the baby <laughs> um, on the exact same day of May 5th also. So we have two Cinco de Mayo babies in the family. Uh, we were pretty excited about that. So I was really excited. I called him to celebrate with him, but he didn't answer the phone. So, you know, hey, you know, I'm wishing mama and baby, you know, speedy health and recovery for mama and look forward to meeting baby Mia, man. How things been going with you, Coachy? Man, ain't nothing, man. Uh, just been out here doing the best I can to uh, make sure uh, my students don't fail the EOC. <laughs> and uh, that's been a, a, a grind And also on the road Doing some travel ball as well um, Out there And my daughter does dance So I've been having to travel to see that too So it's been it's been a, a long three weeks But you know it's been It's been alright man um, And we have two very special guests with us Josh um, I'll introduce one and you introduce the other How that, that, that That's cool with you? That's good to me Alright uh, First off Uh been a head coach for a minute at Lakewood, and now is the new head coach at Sumter High. We want to um, welcome uh, Coach Brian Brown to the show. Coach Brian Brown, how's it going? Everything's going well, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, all right, Josh. Yeah, so our other guest is is a he's not new to coaching because he's been around for a long time. Real humble, um, very hardworking young man in the background, and. We are actually excited for him because he has his first head coaching job at South Florence High School, and we like and we would like to welcome Coach Christian Savage to the show. Coach Savage, how are things going with you, brother? Everything going good, man. I'm just I'm happy to be a part of this show. I'm glad y'all got me on here, man. Great, great, man. We we really glad to have you guys on. So, 
we're going to kind of go ahead and jump into things and, and, and make the show, the first part of the show, about you guys and get you guys um, take on some things. Um, you're, both of you guys are in new programs. Obviously, Coach Brown has been a head coach for a while, been coaching for a long time. The proof is in the pudding. Um, his son is a little BJ, is a very exceptional um, basketball player. So, obviously, and I know this is going to be petty of me, but I, I look at coaches um, differently when you call yourself a coach and your child can't play ball. So, you know, I, I'm like, are you really coaching and your, your kid can't even make a layup? So that lets me know Coach Brown knows exactly what he's doing. So we're going to start with you, Coach B. What, what are some of your expectations going into this, this new program? You didn't really move far. You moved across town, but I know you're the guy for the job. How, how, what are your um, expectations going into um, something hot? Um, I really think my expectations is pretty much gonna be the same everywhere I go, man. Um, um, in any situation I'm in, you know, I, I have high academic expectations for my kids, and and um, you know, just the expectation of working hard. You know, one of the things that I've always asked my kids is what they want to be. You know, I, I think as an educator, our job is to prepare our kids for the next level. Um, so I just kind of. Uh, you know, get with my kids and ask them what they want out of life. And then, you know, I just do everything I can to prepare them for it. But, you know, it's all about what the kid wants. And, and I try to uh, provide an avenue for them. Um, and then that's where my expectations are. I allow them to tell me what they want, and then I'm going to expect them to do everything it takes to get what they want. Hey, hold on one second. So, so, so Co Coach B, I see that you said your first expectation is academics, which is which is huge, especially at our level. Obviously, at all scholastic levels, academics are important. What are some of the things you do to make sure you keep up, keep track of your guys for some of the younger coaches out there that need tips on how to keep up with their guys' academic performance? Um, I think the kids, um, you know, building the first of all, building relationships with the kids and the parents, letting them understand the importance of academics. Um, you know, and it's. It's one of those things where you know you would you would assume that everybody has this this uh, this this cliche uh, uh, understanding of, of of academics and the importance, and it's just not true. You know, I think you just have to you have to as a coach and as leaders, we have to coach our parents, we have to coach our coaches, and and in some situations, you have to coach the, the teachers that these kids are in. So you just have to build relationships with everybody and, and make sure that they understand the kid, the situation that they're in. And, um, and, and, and it's just like a system, man. I, I just try to do a good job of building relationships with everybody that's involved. And, and while I'm pushing my kid and holding expectations to him, you know, that, that's really the biggest thing that I do, man. I, I think the biggest thing is just building relationships with the, with the teachers so the teachers can communicate with you. So you can keep these kids on point, you know. I think just some kids, especially athletes, I love basketball so much. Anything other than basketball, you know, doesn't keep their attention as well. You know, a lot of kids just aren't good students anymore. And, and, and you know, if you understand that and you've got to be there to push them. And, and, and uh, I think when you get teachers and stuff to understand, you know, how kids are and how they think, you know, it kind of helps a teacher understand who the kid is. And, you know, just being that, that person in the middle to, to help everybody communicate and understand each other and I think I think that's really the biggest thing man because it's a lot of times that teachers especially teachers that are non-athletes that don't really understand athletes and I, and I just try to get them to understand you know sometimes you got to push this kid different sometimes you got to use you know myself or the parent 
uh, to push the kid, but the kid has something that he loves and, and we have to do what we can as teachers to try to, um, you know, just to bridge that gap between the kid's weakness. And, and, and that's kind of, you know, the synopsis of what I do to try to uh, get my kids academically uh, ready, the ones that need it. You know, some kids can do it on their own and then you have ones that uh, you got to find ways to push them, find other avenues to help them out. Good deal. Good deal. I think those are great points, especially the part about getting the parents on one accord and getting teachers to understand to have an open line of communication. Because a lot of times you will have a kid struggling in the class. And if you just would have communicated with someone earlier, we could have harped on that and um, That's right. not, not allow an anthill to turn into a mountain. You know, those right. so, so that's that's a great point. Um, Coach, Coach Savage, we're going to kind of go into you a little bit, man. I know it's your first head coaching job. So tell me about your thought process when it finally hit home that you are about to be a head coach now. Uh, it, it was very exciting. I mean, you know, I've, I've been working so hard. You know, I started coaching when I was 19, 20 years old and, you know, just doing a lot of AAU and being an assistant coach and watching and learning. Uh, being up under under guys and you know watching you coach you know uh, just just watching different people man and it was just very exciting when it kind of just sat in on me and it was like dang I'm really about to be a head coach I'm really about to be running my own program running my own practices you know just doing you know whatever I wanted to do and you know it was very exciting and it's humbling too I mean it's a blessing and you know I, I didn't expect it coming into the season at Ridgeview I wasn't expecting go to South Florence, you know, it kind of just happened. So, you know, I'm just blessed and I'm thankful for the opportunity. Amen. Amen. So your expectations going into this first season at South Florence, what what are some of the things you want to make sure, what are some of the groundwork you want to make sure you um, um get get laid out this first year? Um, you know, one thing I want, I want all the seniors to go to college. Um, you know, even if it's college or military, you know, I, I don't want kids graduating from South Florence and staying in Florence and not doing anything productive. Um, I want all the kids to kind of just experience college, see what that life is like, get out of Florence, get in a different city. Uh, that's one of the major things, even if it's, you know, playing basketball or just going to school to be a regular student. Um, I want to see kids, you know, get out of Florence and experience other things. And probably another expectation to be, you know, I, you know, honestly, on the basketball standpoint, I want to compete to win the region. Um, last year they were six and four. They tied for third place. Ended up being fourth place. West Florence was eight and two. Conway was eight and two. So I really want to win the region, and it's an opportunity to do a lot of first at that school. Um, so you know, having home court advantage in the first round—that's something that hasn't been done that I want to do. Um, you know, and just bring a different tradition there, a different culture. So I want to bring that winning mentality over there. And, you know, winning the region, that's probably the number one goal right now. I like that. I like how you did your homework. I like how you knew where your competition finished. Um, West Florence. Uh, um, what was the other teams in the region? Conway was 8-2. And two and, and, uh, West, and South Florence and uh, Soccer Steve. We were both 6-4. and four. So uh, okay. just, just kind of want to compete to win that region, man. I, I really want to win that region. So, so coaches, I hope y'all hear that. You know, Coach Savage is not 
He's, he's taking a humble approach, but he's also ready to compete. So that's a beautiful thing. Coach E, what's some of the things you got for our guests tonight? Um, Brian, uh, for you, uh, at Lakewood, I saw how you had a lot of community involvement. And being as how you're still in Sumter, what do you think that transition is going to be like as far as implementing that? at Sumter, it should be somewhat easy, but it can be tricky being that you're moving things from one area to the next. Or are you kind of just going to leave everything there and build something new at Sumter High School? Yeah. Well, well, we're definitely going to uh, uh, build something new. I mean, it's, it's just a new, you know, it's, it's a new school. It's going to be, um, it's going to be new fans and, and, and new people. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, something's not a real big place, but uh, I think it's kind of close knit. You know, it, there's a lot of basketball heads in something there, and I, I think that you know the same same people that support it from the basketball heads uh, standpoint are going to support regardless. They're just going to want to see good basketball, and, and uh, I think that's what we brought to Lakewood. You know, was good basketball, and that, and that brought a crowd in. You know, we're going to do the same thing at something high. Just try to provide you know good good basketball, good basketball environment. Um, for the community, and I, I definitely think they'll come out and support us. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking to uh, build uh, the same rapport, you know, as something that we had at, at Lakewood. See, I was talking more so of the like when you look on your on, on your Facebook, talk about the community, like the camps you did and things that you actually did outside of basketball in the community. Oh yeah, well, being at something high is going to give us an opportunity to expand those things, man. And that's one of the things that I actually like about being at something high. The resources are just different. Um, you know, something's a five uh, course of five A school, and it's a well respected school. And uh, you know, I just think that you know the resources, you know, at, at something high is going to give us an opportunity to go um, far and beyond. You know, the things that we were able to uh, do and accomplish at Lakewood. You know, so. Um, I'm actually looking forward to it, and you know we're definitely going to do our camp and again this year and um, the be all in camp, and, and uh, we're going to just try to build it and keep growing it. Okay, um, Coach Savage, I've seen you at a couple of spots because a couple of uh, your guys that you have uh, play for Upper PD, uh, where our coach and um, looking at them, observing them play. Um, Tell me what you what what do you see? What do you see out of those guys that you know that you think you can work with and that you can uh, get better at? And how do you think you can use those guys? And and talk a little bit about those guys. Um, you know, watching them play, uh, you know, those guys can really shoot the ball. I mean, Justice, you know, I'm going with the young guys, Weston and Brian. Um, those guys can really shoot. Um, it's not a ton of size, but I, you know, I I know a couple of kids that that do play. That you know they just haven't been playing in those events that that I've been at, um, but 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 the guards, I think with Brian Sparks, Justice Jackson, I think those two guys can really lead us. Um, Brian, he has to expand on his shooting. Um, he's very streaky, and we talked about that before. Um, he's streaky, but he's a he's a really good ball handler. He plays with good pace. Uh, he can handle the ball with both hands. He's athletic. He just has to kind of learn how to score and learn how to pick his spots. Uh, I think once he does that, he'll be a really good player. And then Justice can, you know, Justice can shoot the ball. He can shoot with anybody. And, you know, he's probably one of the best scorers in the state in his class. Um, Justice just has to kind of work on handling the ball a little bit more, making other players better, um, putting that ball in his left hand a little more. 
Um, but those two guys, I think they can really, really lead us. Um, and I got, I got another kid that I really like. Uh, he plays with Team Wright. Uh, I watched him play on, on Baller TV a couple of times, and I watched games from last year. And he plays with a really high motor. His name is Chance. Uh, he's about 6'4". And, you know, I'm big on skill development. So, you know, being able to work with him and develop him into a, a player that, you know, wasn't counted on last year, but this year we'll count on him. And, you know, I, I, I think we got some good pieces. There's a lot of guys in that school uh, that are excited. And, you know, I, I like Weston. You know, Weston, that's on your team. Uh, he can really shoot the ball. And like you say, you know, he has to get tougher. But I think with us being in the weight room and the mentality that I'll come over there with, I think he will get tougher because we don't have to be ready to play until November. So everything we do in June, uh, the, the offseason work, we don't have to be ready until November. So we got six months to really work and really get better. So I see kids that want it. And, you know, even Kavaris, the other kid that's on your team, I mean, he's a dog. He wants it. And I mean, he's not the best player right now, but he wants it. And that's all you can kind of ask for is kids that want it, kids that want to get better. I like it. I like it. I like it. And before we get into our show's topic, um, my take is this. I think Sumter High School Basketball Program is one of the most dangerous programs in the state. And they've hired one of the most dangerous coaches in the state. So I see nothing but success and I see state championship level contending for that program in the next two years. And I know that soon. And Coach Brown, you might be like, uh, we're going to do our best. But I know your work. I know, I know what you do. I know how well you do it. And like I said, you're one of the most dangerous coaches in the state. I won't elaborate on that because I don't want to step on anyone's toes. But you got hired and one of the most dangerous programs in the state. And I think people are going to really, really see what you're capable of and, and not that you, you did a phenomenal job at Lakewood. You turned that program around that wasn't used to winning and turned it instantly into a winning culture. So you're, the proof is in the pudding, like I said earlier. But um, congrats on that, man. I'm really happy. And I think, I think South Florence made the right decision. A starving program hired one of the most hungriest coaches in the state. So I know that program is going to eat. And um, I, I expect nothing but big things. I wish you guys well, um, except when you play me. But other than that, I know you guys will do exceptional. I know you're going to do a great job. Coach E, what you got to close out the interview before we get into our topic? Um, I got one thing, uh, and that is uh, Josh, and I'm, and I'm going to go Josh. I'm going to go Brian first, and I'm going to go Josh. Um, Brian, um you know, I don't know about you, um, but I was blessed, and, and I'm sure savages as well, to have um, older guys, to people who have been coaching way longer than me, um, to to kind of give me some advice. Um, and I've come up with lots of different nuggets, but you know, different people have different things. So, what is one piece of advice for um, that you would give Coach Savage on his first job? Um, I, I guess I'll go first on that, man. Um, I, I'll tell you, man, and, and it's hard to do, but I, I can just remember, I can still remember when I first started, man. And, and um, one of the things, and then the coach Parks, who you, who you worked with, um, at Ridgeview was, was a football coach, somebody that helped me out a lot, man. 
is just being able to understand the new kid, man. Um, and I know you you probably already know this, man, but you know, you gotta you gotta be able to to understand the new kid and you gotta kinda give them you gotta kinda find the, the fights that you can fight and and, and 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 the things that you don't have anything to win from it, man, just don't fight it. You know, um I think I try sometimes to be too tough as a coach. Um and I don't know if you'll have an issue with this, man, but um you know, I'm kind of old school, and I think that's probably the biggest learning curve I had to I had to go through was 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 um, you know really understanding the change in in the new kid man, and I I've embraced it, and and um, I think I've just been receiving um, you know good things since I since I embraced uh, understanding the new kid, and the next thing is man trust yourself man, uh, and that's very 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 hard to do um, because you're gonna want to get ideas from people man, but you know, coach, you've been coaching a long time. You you kind of you, now is your time to see if your thoughts work. You know, and and then if your thoughts don't work, then go back and get the help. I, I think that's something that I I I, sh- I should have did a little more. You know, in my first year, trust myself, and I, I started trying to get information from other people. Um, and I ended up coming back to doing the things that were in my head. So, and I think that's probably the biggest nugget I would want to give you, man, is, is you've been coaching a while. You've seen a lot. You've done a lot. I think now it's time for you to trust yourself. You know, if, if God puts you in a situation uh, that you're in, and uh, I really believe that that's where you got the situation from, um, you know, I think you have what it takes, man. And, and you just trust yourself, man, trust yourself. And, and uh, I think that's the biggest nugget you can take from that from me. Coach Daly? Um, I, I think what Coach Brown said was 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 perfect, man. You know, it, you just you gotta trust yourself. And like I told you um the first time me and you talk, Coach Savage, um as 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 a new coach, and you are already doing this, like your work ethic has to just be nuts. You know, you gotta work hard. You gotta teach your kids to work hard and establish your culture, and before you know it the machine will start running itself because the kids are going to want to meet that expectation day in and day out and they'll start policing themselves. But I think you already have the mindset. You already have the maturity. You already have a focus on what it takes to be successful. Always remain humble. A lot of people say that, but it's like, and they, they make it cliche, but it's, it's so true because when you're humble, you lack pride. And when you lack pride, you open yourself, you enable yourself to grow because pride, believe it or not, most people look at pride as a great word because they put it on T-shirts and um, people say it in huddles. But, you know, when you lack pride, it, it enables growth. And you and you do those things, you can, when you're constantly focusing on growth, you give yourself an opportunity to be successful. So just keep doing what you're doing. I love what Coach Brown said, trust yourself, trust your philosophy. Always look to grow, always, always seek knowledge. But at the end of the day, believe in what you're doing. Even, and, even and, and just pray for the discernment that you trust what you're doing, but you also have enough discretion to know when to make adjustments. And I think that's one of the biggest things in this coaching game that you got to be able to do is um, toe that line between being stubborn and also being willing to change and and I think I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. All right, that's what's up. And I think uh, well, my uh, my piece of 
uh, advice would be um, one thing is, and, and, and I think Brian, uh, Coach uh, Brown and, and Coach Daly hit the points that I would have get got to, but, and Coach Daly kind of touched on, you know, being able to adjust. Um, you got to be able to, you know, cook with the ingredients you got. Like you just gotta, you gotta know. Okay, I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, what can I do? What fits what my team does well? And you can have your philosophy. You can have a philosophy without changing it, and continue to. But to change your what you do according to your team. So I think sometimes um, coaches struggle with that. This is what I believe, and this is what I'm gonna do. I don't care what skill set my kids have. This is what I'm gonna do. And sometimes you just don't have the kids for it. And you have to alter and adjust. You have to monitor and adjust. It's just like being in a classroom. So um, that's about it. So I'm going to let, um, I hope all those little nuggets help you out on your way. Um, uh, but we're going to uh, get let Josh get us into our topic right now. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, so we want to we get into this topic. We talk about it a lot, but we have two very, 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 a couple of more very knowledgeable coaches in this area and we want to talk about the do's and do nots of travel team basketball season. You know, a lot of times, and, and we're not going to really put a lid on it. Um, we're not going to talk about it forever because I know we got two brilliant coaches and they're going to get right to the point. But what are some of the do's and what are some of the do nots, not just only as players, but as parents also during this travel basketball season? Um, Coach Savage, I'm going to let you start with this one, maybe talk about your um, position on this, because you've seen it all. You've coached it, you've administrated it in it, you've evaluated in it, and you're you're still thoroughly immersed in it. So, what are some of the what are some advice you can give to some of the players and parents about the do's and do nots of travel basketball season? Uh, I mean, going on the uh, don'ts, you know, for parents, I think a lot of times parents try to coach their kids on the sideline a lot, and you know, I think parents got to do a better job of just letting the coaches coach because, um, you know, kids listen to too many people. If if the coach telling them to do this and then he looked to the left and his dad sitting right there at the front telling him to do something else, now he's looking at his dad and now he's torn into making a decision. So I think, you know, parents got to do a better job of just letting coaches coach. Um, you know, don't try to get too involved, you know, playing time. Don't Don't worry about you know, why he isn't playing, why he isn't playing that much, try to focus on what he needs to do to play more. Um, holding kids more accountable instead of just looking for looking for an easy way, looking for a coach that's just going to start him and play him and let him do whatever he wants. Because sometimes you got kids that are playing for teams that aren't good at all, but, you know, the kid is doing whatever he wants to do and the parent is happy. But, but the kid isn't being coached and he's picking up bad habits. And, you know, those are things that I think parents got to look more into when you're picking a team. You know, don't just pick a team because uh, my son can take 25 shots a game and he won't come out. Like, that's not going to help him because that's not realistic. Um, and uh, with, the do, with, the do, with the dudes, I mean, for a player, uh, you just have to play hard. Um, Coach Brown, you know, he was with Team SC last summer and all his guys were getting recruited. You know, Russell, Trey, Waylon. Chase, I mean, those guys played so hard. And I had a good, I had a pretty good team as well, but I felt like Brian's team played a lot harder. And they played hard every single game. So it wasn't like, 
you know, maybe they came into the game like my ankle hurt, you know, my knee hurt, but they still played hard and they still competed. And I think a lot of kids overlook that. They think it's about scoring and it's about doing this and doing that. But if you play hard all the time, college coaches can't turn you down. They can't turn you down when you play hard every single possession. And I watch, I watch Coach Brown team play a lot. Like, I was watching them on YouTube, Baller TV. Like, I was all on it. And that, that was the biggest difference because I had a good team too, but I don't think my team played as hard as his team. So that would be something that I think kids need to kind of develop more of, just playing hard all the time, not really worrying about scoring, just playing hard and doing what it takes to win. Coach B, what you got, Paul? Oh, man. Oh, that, was, that was some good stuff, um, Savage, man. Um, and I, I appreciate all the, all the compliments, man. Uh, I, I just want to say this, man. You know, I've, I've been coaching AAU for a long time, man. And I, I got a couple of dudes, and I'm, I'm going to give one for the parents and for the for the players. Um, I, and then talking about that team SC, you know, we I, I've been playing – I've been coaching those guys for, for a long time, man. And – and and the one thing that I told those guys coming into this to that last season was, you know, the only way that we were going to get respect is we gotta we gotta we gotta win first. You know, we all of those guys wanted to get in college, and and I'm saying this to players for them to understand. Um, um, f- for all of those guys to get into college, we gotta win. That's the only way coaches are going to come see us. Um, we didn't have a shoe contract, and and they just believe me, man. And, and I'm gonna get to the parents in a minute, but but. Those those guys just believed in it. I told them we had to win, and the only way we were going to be able to win is we had to play together. And and those guys just, you know, the way they played for each other, man, um, and didn't care about scoring. And 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 once you win, you know, coaches are going to come see you. And and it happened just the way that I, that I, I I visioned it, man. Once we started winning, coaches started coming to see us, and it didn't matter how you. I mean. It was coaches talking about kids that didn't even score a lot of points. But just because, you know, you can tell that they were playing for each other. You can tell that they played hard together. And and when you when basketball looks good, that's like one of the biggest compliments those guys got. You know, those coaches saying stuff like, you know, we've never seen, you know, teams play like this on the AAU level. And, and it was really because those guys just played for each other. You know, it, it really wasn't nothing that Coach Brown was this great coach or, you know, those players were just great they they played for each other so you know and I know it's kind of hard to do you know shoe circuit teams and you're going to have kids that that have you know high egos but man when you can lower your ego and, and play basketball the right way coaches can still tell that you know how to play basketball they just need to know that you know how to shoot the ball you know how to pass the ball uh, and you know how to play the game you know you can dribble, pass, and shoot, man. That's all they're looking for. And I think the kids just get wound up in the in the scoring. And, and, and you know, it would be one day Trey will score, one day Russell will score, one day Waylon, Chase, and uh, another kid, Tracy. You know, you know, it, it was, you know, all of them had the ability. But once coaches know that you have the ability to score, man, you don't you, you don't have to score 20, 30 points a game. They just want to know that you know how to play. Um, and and that's the biggest thing and I'll give the kids, man. The dudes, you know, play for each other. You in order to win, you must play for each other, and and you can still do it at the AAU level. You know, at that team last year, really proved it. Um, and for the parents, man, I'm gonna give you another do, real quick. Um, man, the parents, man, they support it, and you you gotta be together. And and those parents, 
they they made their kids trust me. Um, those parents told their kids to trust me. Whatever Coach Brown said, you know, you do it. And they just backed me. And I know that I'm I know that everybody's wrong. I know there's been several times that I've been wrong over the years, but those parents still backed me. And and I think that that's one of the biggest things that I would say. I think that that contributed to a lot of success. Um, a lot of things that I didn't have to worry about that most AAU teams worry about. So another do is man parents man you have to support your coaches because your kids hear everything you say and if you you have more power over your kids than the coaches do believe it or not i know they say the coaches have more power but you know kids are going to listen to their parents so if the parents feel a certain way and you say those things around your kid it's going to change the way that that kid plays it's going to change the way that that kid thinks and when you have several kids on one team that that that's not getting the support from the parent um, with that coach, man. I, ju- I just think it changes the dynamic. So um, I think that having the parent support that I had was very, very instrumental in our success, man. And, and parents just really don't understand the importance of, of supporting the coach and the staff and trusting, um, you know, trusting the process. And I just think if we get more parents knowledgeable about how important support is um, and trust is, you know, um, I think the AAU can get better. So um, to, to coaches, and I, I think that you, one of the things that I learned is you got to coach your coaches, you got to coach your players, and you got to coach your parents. So, you know, from a leadership standpoint, um, you know, that's one of the things that I've uh, I talked about with my parents, with my players. Um, I just think you got to kind of find a way to, 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 to coach your parents and understanding the importance of uh, of uh, support, man. And um, those are my two do's. I'll, uh, don'ts. I don't even um, don't do the opposite. <laughs> what I just said. Don't play for yourself. Um, <laughs> you gotta play for team to win. And 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 parents, you know, don't not support your coaches. If if you don't support your coach, you might well just move your kid. It, it'll be better for you, and it'll be better for that program. In my opinion, I like that a lot. I like that a lot, coach. Um. I'll jump right into my do's and don'ts. Both of you guys, you and Coach Savage spoke so eloquently and did such a great job. It's hard to follow it up, but I guess my do would be this. Um, Do be prepared. A lot of times we say you want to go to college, but we aren't prepared. You can't just show up to the game and then try to impress the coach. Um, You have to be sharp. Like, Like Coach Savage and Coach Brown said, yeah, show that you want to play hard. Show that show that you want to um, do the extra stuff to help your team be successful. But please don't let the reason why you aren't sharp be because you aren't prepared. You know, iron sharpens iron. Make sure you're putting yourself in a situation where you are prepared, prepared for those moments, for these moments. And I think you'll be fine. And it's very pivotal on the men's side now, as you can see, young men, College coaches only had one viewing weekend in the spring. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. You know, that one viewing period, and and and, and that was it. Um, they had three in July. Now they only get one. Yes, they did add the two weekends in June um, that, the, that the national federations and scholastic federations are supposed to be, be controlling, but they're oh so brand new. And whenever something is brand new, you know they're going to have hiccups. So guess what? The same amount of kids aren't going to be seen and evaluated. 
I'm not afraid to um, state my opinion on it. I really don't agree with it 100%. I think it should have been thought well thought out a little bit more, but what's done is done and there's nothing we can do about it. So you have to be even more prepared, especially on the men's side. Now, the young ladies, you still have your um, two viewing periods in the spring, and I don't think they lost anything in July. But obviously, they don't get to two weekends in June. But with that being said, you know, back on the men's side, it's things that occurred that caused these um, drastic changes. But my do would be, please do be prepared. You know, be prepared. And I guess my my biggest my biggest don't my biggest don't won't will be is kind of like piggybacking on what Coach Brown said and and Coach Savage said. You know, support where your kids are. A lot of times we neglect the power of mental capacity and the thought process. So a man think of, so he is. So if you think things aren't fair, if you think, oh, I could be doing better, that's exactly the state you would be in. But if you actually put your mindset in a positive place, things would change for you. So that's my do's and don'ts. Coach E, what you got, Papa? Uh, for me, I think it's um, it's simple. It ain't it ain't real hard. Um, one is what y'all said, uh, and I think it's redundant because I think it's the it's the overall general consensus. If you're not going to support the coach, right? If you're going to sit in the stands and you're going to talk trash about the coach and how they're coaching your child, it's not high school. Take them to another team. Like you don't you don't have to sit here and take this. If if your child is being so wronged, why is it that you're putting the team and your child in this bind of uncomfortability? Because the coach becomes uncomfortable, the kid becomes uncomfortable, the other kids become uncomfortable, and now nobody's performing well when they're supposed to. Because we're supposed to be we're supposed to be using this time to get better, to get seen, to raise our stock. Like all of these good things are supposed to be coming from this, but all of this negativity that you're spewing because you're a parent that feels whatever kind of way about the coach. Okay. So parents, just if you're in a spot and you're going to stay there, support the coach. And, and I think Sav said it earlier, like if there's an issue, like find out, Hey coach, you know, what do you think my child needs to work on to get on, get more playing time? If that's what you feel, like how can he get on the floor? What is, what do, what more do he, does he need to work on so that I can start working on with that him with him during the week? You know, right. you do something. You you be proactive, or have or or talk to your son about or or daughter about being able to go to the coach and say, "Hey, coach, what do I need to work on?" You know what I'm saying? You really want to be right. proactive? How about uh, I know a good bit of AAU programs. Don't record their games. If you're a parent and you're going to talk trash, sit there with a camera, record your kid, and sit down with your kid and say, hey, you see where you made this mistake? Since we know so much about since every, because, you know, everybody knows everything about basketball. Do your part as a parent. Sit them down and go, hey, look, you see how you did this? No, you see this person was open. Okay, this was a bad shot. Point out what the, what you're seeing rather than praising them all the time. You know, like just just be real and that's the one thing I know I, I'm, I'm, I haven't really interacted with you Brian and, and your son but Josh I know how you are with Tal and Jay like it's real be real with your child alright and support the coach if you're going to be there so I think that's the biggest thing in travel basketball and then kids just play hard like 
Sass said and Brian said and Josh said. Like, just play to the best of your ability. Because the only person, when you walk on the floor, young men, young ladies, the only person you should be competing with is you. You have to give your best self every single time you step on that floor. Because you know whether you played your hardest or not. Uh, I had an argument with one of my assistant coaches because one of our kids was probably one of the most talented kids we have. He's an incoming freshman. Was he's he scores he on JV? I think he averaged like sixteen points. He's averaged sixteen points over the last two seasons on JV, and he's been on JV seventh and eighth grade year. But he plays so late. He does not play hard. And I'm arguing with my sister. Coach said, Coach, he's good. I said, but he's not playing hard. So he's on a, the team. For him to get what he's supposed to get, he's got to play harder. So if he's getting 16 playing, playing lackadaisical, imagine what he could be doing if he actually played hard. The kids, you just got to push yourself. If your ankle hurt, there's no excuses in AAU. What excuse? There's no excuses in basketball. If you put a jersey and uniform on, that means you wanted to play. Don't tell me if you that hurt. Tell me before the game. I won't play. So, um, just 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 play your hearts out and parents support the coaching staff. That that I think that was just overall everybody's thing. Um, but man, you guys, I, I really really appreciate. Everything you guys gave today, man. Um, uh, but for before we get out of here, there's a question we ask all our guests, and it's, it's actually kind of good. We get to go a little bit longer with this one because we got two two basketball savants on the show. So we'll start with you first, uh, Coach uh, uh, Coach Brown. You and it, I guess it's not fair because then Savage will get a chance to think about his answer. But all right, you you you're, you're playing in a game. You're gonna coach a game for your life. All right, the the other team you got to play against has Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Shaq, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What's your what? What is your five that'll beat that five? I'm sorry, not 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 Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson. I'm sorry, Magic Johnson, not Kareem. So you got Magic, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, and Shaq. Oh my God. Um, there's definitely a team that can beat them. Okay. Who's gonna be the coach? No, you 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 get to pick your five. What is what is the five you pick? Because you're gonna coach that five. You're five. It could be from any time, any time period. With that team, I can tell you the first person I'm gonna pick is Dennis Rodman. Okay. Um, I would probably have to go with Allen Iverson. Um. Hmm. Gracious. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> um Kevin Barnett, Tim Duncan, and I need some guards. Uh now you only Curry. get five. You only get five now. 
How many is that? That's only four, right? That should be five. <laughs> No, you 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 panicking, Coach? That, that, that's yeah, that's pressure, man. You got me under pressure. I'm sitting here thinking. I need somebody that can play defense. I need somebody that can score. I need. To, I don't know. That's a tough question, man. I gotta have a sub. Give me a sub with a team like that. Let me get them six. I gotta... No, you get no sub. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Savage, what's your five, man? My five. All right. Give me Tracy McGrady. Mm. Which which Tracy McGrady? Which Tracy? You know we talking about T Mac in his prime. Get out of there, man. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, man. Come on. uh, I'm about to say. uh, All right, give me Tracy. Give me Giannis, Kawhi Mm. Leonard, Kawhi Mm -hmm. Leonard, KD, and the Joker. Mm -hmm. And the Joker. That five killing that other five because Shaq can't guard the Joker. We pulling Shaq out the paint. That's a tough comeback. That's a tough comeback right there. Mm. He's better than me. <laughs> I thought about it. I had a, I had a chance to think. So as soon as you said the names, I started typing in other names. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I, that's one of my favorite five so far. Yeah, I think so that that has got to be probably my favorite, one of my favorite files we've had so far. Yeah, good job to the young guy. Even though, I think he, even though I think he borderline cheating because like he wouldn't have said the Joker six months ago, so he's kind of yeah. like cheating. Yeah, you're right. And look, look. Also, also, on a real talk, if I take if I didn't say Joker, I'm gonna say Anthony Davis. I like it. I like it. That's tough. That's that's a tough. You go five out on them dudes. Somebody got to come out gonna get beat off the bounce. That's tough. We going at Shaq, man. And Magic, because Magic ain't play no D. No, heck no. And we say, and we sagging off. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Well, all right, guys. Before we get into our shout outs, man, I got one last question for both of y'all. Coach Brown, and Josh, Coach Savage. Uh, Josh, you- Josh, if you go there, I will cut your mic off. <laughs> now, in the in the um pre-talk, you said don't over talk each other. So let me let me finish talking. So you guys are both hardworking coaches. I know you guys put the time in, and, and sometimes you get caught in the spur of the moment. But let me ask y'all boys something. Have y'all ever, because your team was frustrating y'all, demonstrated how to do a form squat and run a mile in a pair of duckhead khaki pants? I don't think I'm old enough to answer that question. Do you, do you know what duckheads are, though, Coach Savage? No, sir, I do not. Oh, oh my God. goodness. Wow. Yeah, you're a baby. You're young. You're yeah. a baby. You just told on yourself. <laughs> well, I, I can't say that I have, man. I, I don't. I, I can't say that I have. But wouldn't it be impressive if a, if a coach would have done that, like ran a mile in a pair of duckheads and, like, and squatted in them? Just to prove that's, a point. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. I think. Yeah. That, I think that's a coach. That's all in right there. And, and that's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. All in, so, and he walked home afterwards. Oh, wow. so you did. So you did that. That's what we're getting at. Who me? Yeah, you did that. Oh no, I'm not that noble. I. <laughs> I, I need some reaction in my khakis. You know, duckheads don't stretch. It's just material. 
Like what you get is it don't move. Like it don't move. Nah, Coach English, who did that? I don't know what what you talking about. Because Josh, this story has changed over time. You've been telling the same story for about a year and a half now. I did not. It started. So I just got this question. You still own a pair of duckhead? No, it's I do like- not own a pair of duckhead. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't understand how much this story has evolved. Do me. I know y'all can't do it, but if it, it, listeners, new listeners, go back in our episodes about episode 20 and just start listening and you can hear the evolution of the story to this point every time he adds something new to the story every time first off i squatted in khakis right that's how it started then it went from squatted in khakis to i ran with the kids in khakis then it was i had the khakis with the pockets on it then it was i had the khakis with the duck heads then i walked home so josh is I did one day get frustrated and demonstrated a squat. They did piss me off one day and I had to run a mile to show them that it could be done. I did not do it in khakis though. What you had on there? What you had on? I had on some shorts. That's what's up, dog. (laughs) I didn't have it was it wasn't it it was khaki shorts. I must, I must, I must admit they were khaki shorts. Equivalent to like an old pair of Dockers, like you know, Josh. Josh, I will give you this. It was a pair of khaki shorts. I will give you that. Now the truth is starting to come out. It went from here it goes. Here it goes. No, I will give you that. It was khaki shorts. And you did? Did you walk home? No, I didn't walk home. Oh my god! No, when I got home, I walked to the grocery store. And walked back. Oh, but I drove oh, home. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> now the grocery store. I did. I walked to the grocery store. Cause remember, I was talking to you and Micah on the phone on the way back. That's all good, dog. Look, man. I let's get to our shout outs, man. I don't want to hold up our guests and our listeners. I go first. Shout out to all our listeners. Much love. Shout out to our guests. We really appreciate y'all coming on. Once again, shout out to Coach Kurtz and his wife Whitney and beautiful um, new baby Mia Kurtz. Um, wishing, like I said, nothing but health for mommy and baby. Coach Kurtz, make sure you take care of those women. Um, everybody continue to fight. Young young athletes, we're going into the summer. That's not an off season. That's just a season to get off. You know, so get, get off on your game. Work harder and um, push yourself to get better. And I'm done. Coach Brown, any shout-outs and anything? Last impression? Hey. Hey, man, yeah, first, man, I want to shout out to my son's head head AAU coach, man, Coach Staley. And I want to say this, and I'm being as honest as I can, man. I have learned so much in the last uh, year just just listening to how he communicates with, with you. Um, I, I knew he was a really good high school coach, but I didn't know how good of a youth coach he was. Very good speaker, and he knows how to get the most out of his kids. Man, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you working with my kid. I will continue to support you as long as you, uh, you're coaching the man. And uh, I just want to just make sure you understand how I feel about you, man. I, I, I really, really, really admire the way you coach, man. And I'm definitely learning. So make sure you keep doing a good job so I can keep uh, writing down in my book when I leave. Uh, I appreciate you letting, us, letting me coach your um, fine young man. You got a great young man. And... 
If I'm still coaching, I hope I don't have to coach against um, BJ because I know he is going to be a stud, Lord have mercy. So thank you for allowing me to coach him. And, and then, then again, to uh, all of the all of the listeners, man, uh, thank you. If you're listening, that means you're you're trying to learn something, uh, or trying to figure things out when it comes to basketball. And I think the, the key to success is learning, man. And uh, that's it, man. Thanks again for you guys for having me on the show, man. And Savage, man, I hope I don't have to run into you, man. Uh, I, I know that you're a good coach. I'm, I, I know that you're going to do great things there, man. And and I'm happy for you, and, and, and I can't wait to see the success that you bring to Florence. Uh, I appreciate it, Coach. We play y'all first game of the season. First yeah. home game. First home game of the season. Uh, that's going to be fun. I appreciate it, Coach. Yeah, if, I'm off, right. I, if I'm off, I know where I'll be. Yeah, I'm going to get some popcorn for that. Coach Savage, get into your shout-outs, Papa. Uh, give a shout-out to y'all two, man. Uh, Staley, Youssef, thank y'all for mentoring me and uh, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all helped me make that decision. Be confident in it, and uh, shout out to my mom, my dad. They helped me get this degree. Just graduated college. Uh, if it wasn't for my dad and my mom, wouldn't have got that. Um, just shout, shout, shout out to everybody at South Florence, man. Shout out to the Ridgeview family too, man. I, uh, I appreciate everything they did for me, and I'm grateful for the, you know, the administrators, the. Uh, the, the, the kids, you know, the coaches, is, it was a family environment. I'm going to definitely miss everybody there. So, uh, shout out shout out to Ridgeview, man, definitely. No doubt, no doubt. Take us out, Coach G. All right, first off, uh, the, the one thing we haven't done yet, and, and we'll go ahead and do that real quick. Um, Want to give a uh, shout out to all the mothers out there. Uh, mother's Day was yesterday. Um, Want to make sure that you all enjoyed um, it and just to let you know that you are extremely important um, to us. Um, without you, um, we would not be here. And we hope that every your sons and everybody else and daughters and grandkids uh, treated you well yesterday. So just know that from the Staley and English show, we wish you a happy Mother's Day. Um, also, uh, to our listeners, if you want to join the conversation, you can hit us up at the Staley and English show at gmail.com that's the Staley and English show at gmail.com you can also follow us on all social media platforms at the Staley and English show um, also uh, visit our page on www.gotofirelife.com and as always as always keep God first everything else will follow peace peace out man appreciate y'all fellas Welcome to the Anything, Everything, and Nothing podcast with Lynn and Kim. Join us as we discuss the latest in everything from entertainment and current events to the craziness that is our real life. Let's laugh, let's live, let's talk about it. New episode every Tuesday on the Defy Life Podcast Network. And remember, if you're not defying life, then what are you doing? Lynn and Kim.